Welcome to the In a Word podcast. This is episode four, Change. In a Word is a newsletter that cultivates thoughtfulness one word at a time. Each issue is themed around one word, and you're listening to its companion podcast. I'm JC Verdicchio, the writer and curator of that newsletter. In this episode, we're exploring the word change. I've been thinking a lot about change for the past few years. My husband named 2017 the year of transition, which was just kind of a gentle way of saying year of change. He got tenure. I quit podcasting. I stayed at my job, but it changed dramatically. We moved apartments, and many of our close friends moved away. Then we had a baby. We kept comforting ourselves with this year of transition business when the upheaval felt like too much. We kept promising ourselves that a new normal would somehow arrive with a new calendar year. I'm not sure when it was in 2018 when we looked up at each other and said, wait, is this just adulthood? Constantly transitioning from one thing to the next? Constant upheaval? I read a book this summer that was illuminating for me in a lot of ways. Uh, It's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. In the early chapters, I wasn't even sure if I was going to stick with it, but by the end, I had goosebumps and I was tearing up at the end of every chapter. So Maybe You Should Talk to Someone is a memoir of sorts. The author is a therapist and a personal upheaval in her own life prompts her to seek therapy herself. So the book interweaves her story with the stories of several of her clients, and its central question is, how do people change? So relevant to our discussion here, I would say. One of the lines that really got my attention happens in one of her sessions with her therapist, and he says, the nature of life is change, and the nature of people is to resist change. This short and perhaps obvious quote gave me so much comfort while at the same time exploding this neat little story that Mike and I had been telling ourselves about transition. Even still, I think we've been naively imagining change in in this time-bound box, a state that would eventually stop and leave us alone and we could return to normal. As far as changes go, there are the ones that we set out to make like a new exercise routine or daily prayer practice or drastic haircut. And as someone who thrives on those kind of changes, but resists even the most minor changes not of my own making, I have been wondering if we make the changes that we can to stave off the ones we can't control. In the last episode, Dream... I mentioned that my big dreams are often a mechanism that I think will make me feel how I want to feel. 
similarly, the changes we choose are about how we want to feel and how we don't. We want to feel capable, confident, strong, successful, in control. Maybe we look for a career change, a hair color, a yoga class to get there. On the flip side of that, we don't want to feel out of control, unstable, like a victim of our circumstance. Hence, our resistance to the unexpected job loss, errant gray hair, canceled yoga class. It seems that our relationship with change is a complicated one. We crave it and we resist it. We fear it to the point of denial at times, and we feel desperate for it at others. One year, a cascade of change gives us a whiplash. Another, we feel stuck, afraid nothing will ever change. We feel unmoored by change and electrified by it. We orchestrate it, and we feel blindsided by it. We lament it in other people when we feel left behind or rejected in the wake of their transformations. And we wring our hands at how unhealthy family scripts and toxic tendencies and addictive compulsions play out the same every time. We wait a long time to admit it, even to ourselves, when marble-solid beliefs have slowly been carved into a different shape. If you're listening to this episode in real time, we are on the edge of a change of seasons. And there's something about this particular shift from summer to fall that lends itself to fresh starts. Wallace Stegner puts it well in this quote from Angle and Repose, not Angel and Repose, as I once thought, although it's a nice visual. So here's the quote. That old September feeling, left over from school days, of summer passing, vacation nearly done, obligations gathering, books and football in the air. Another fall, another turned page. There was something of jubilee in that annual autumnal beginning, as if last year's mistakes had been wiped clean by summer. The poem that I wrote for this issue recalls that feeling of transition from summer to fall and also from youth to adulthood. So here's the poem. It's called Never Change. Never change, you wrote in my yearbook. We couldn't imagine ourselves anywhere outside our inside jokes and T9 texts then. We lived inside gin blossom songs and scantrons, a bubble if there ever was one. If we had frozen ourselves there, in the effortlessly dewy skin we somehow hated, in the low-cut jeans we should have, could we have kept our invincibility? Before that yearbook gathered dust, before we left the cocoon of home and hung posters in musty dorm rooms, we'd already begun to change. Summer sunburns sloughed off. We burned our tongues on coffee, guzzled through all-nighters. We blinked days into years until we inhabited wholly new skin, acquired different tastes. Gin cocktails in place of gin blossoms, leaning left while looking right. Cell by cell, we shed our former selves. What 
was it that you didn't want to change? Our simplistic yet oak-solid worldview? The heady crackle in the air when we drove into a summer sunset heading nowhere and anywhere? Meet me back in your inbox to explore the rest of this change collection. The articles and books and cartoons and podcasts and products and every, anything that I find related to this theme, I call that the collection. So this collection I loved. It includes an excerpt from the book I mentioned earlier, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. It also has my favorite doormat of all time that from one of my favorite movies of all time, Home Alone. It says, keep the change, you filthy animal. The collection also includes a company that started by making jewelry from spare change and an article called I Gooped Myself. I don't know about you, but I am endlessly fascinated by Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop empire. And this article has some insightful things to say about what goop is really selling. And it's also funny. So there's lots of good stuff waiting for you there to read or bookmark for later. As always, we will close with a benediction. Beginnings and endings, gain and loss, growth and decay, all are marked by change. In the changes we choose and the ones we fight, May we grieve and give thanks for what was and what is. May we have the courage to commit the greatest act of hope, to believe that light may yet break into deafening darkness, and that love is a greater force for change than fear. I would love to know what the word change calls to mind for you. You can just hit reply to the email in your inbox or find me on Instagram. I'm at JC Verdicchio. There's a link to that in the email. Since it's a little hard to spell, you can send me a message there. If you enjoyed this issue of the newsletter, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please share it. You can forward the email to a friend. You can share it on social media. One way I recommend sharing it is to just take a screenshot of a part of the newsletter you really liked and share it in an Instagram story. But I truly appreciate any way that you choose to share it. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find in word and to join us in cultivating thoughtfulness one word at a time. I will meet you back here and in your inbox in another couple weeks. And thanks for listening.